Hey, my name is Lauren Frieder, and my husband Drew and I are lead pastors at Lift Church. We are on the eastern shore of Maryland. We want to thank you so much for joining us today, and we are believing that you will get a lift of encouragement. Good morning, Lift Church. How's everyone doing? Come on, let us hear you. Come on, if you got a praise for God this morning and what he's already done, let, let's give it up for Jesus right now. Come on, just five seconds of praise. Right now, he is worthy of so much longer. But we give you our praise and adoration. I'm sure you're lighting it up on the chat as well. Come on, heart emojis, uh, thumbs up emojis. Those are the emojis of worship in uh, 2020 and 2021, right? And um, I, we're so glad to have everybody join us on our two-year birthday. And um, we're just so excited at what God has done. And I can honestly say this, there's, there's not... There's not a ton of surprise in what God has done for me because I believe that God wants, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whomsoever believes in him shall have eternal life. He loves us all, guys. He loves us all. He loves everyone in this room. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you wholeheartedly. He loves your neighbors too. He loves your family members too. He he loves the knuckle knuckleheads you work with too. Come on. He, he loves them too. And, and I just believe that the Lord is the greatest lift in life. Jesus is. I know when I met him, he was. And he changed everything. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I'm so excited about where we're at and hey come on happy two-year anniversary i think i th tell somebody two looks good on you come on come on tell somebody two looks good on you and some of you are like i haven't heard that one in a long time come on that's okay that's okay that's why we're excited to be in church and um i want to say a few quick thank yous before i get into the sermon it won't won't be long and uh it won't be elongated but uh, we have to start and thank god come on somebody Thank God for what he's doing. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the refuge. Thank you for the safe haven. Thank you for the, 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 the place of peace. Thank you for new life, God. Thank you for a house of hope. Father, we thank you. And you know what? The church is not a building. The church is a movement of people. And so that means we, we celebrate right now. Celebrate the church. That's the people all around you. Come on. I am so grateful for the church. I got I to... Gotta, I gotta thank my wife because we had a radical vision together and we're, we're living in it, but you had to say yes. And so I give it up for my, my wife and also my three girls, all three of them who just, they're along for the ride. Come on, it, may not, it meant a lot of life change, but we're along for the ride. Would y'all just celebrate my family? Do me a favor and celebrate my family. I also want to thank our launch team. So many launch members still in the house. Come on. If you were with us before we launched, would you just raise your hand right now? And let's celebrate every single person, even on the chat. Come on. We celebrate with you, too. Come on. Raise that hand up. Say, that's me. I want to celebrate our dream team. Come on. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about them in a minute. But our dream team is everyone who just volunteers in any capacity around Lift Church. Come on. If you're a dream teamer, raise your hand up and let's celebrate them right now. Come on. We're so grateful for our dream team, our staff. Our staff is fantastic. Our staff is amazing to serve with. We have a number of, of staff throughout the building. Thank you for what you do. Um, our board and our trustees, we're so grateful for you. If you're one of our board members, just slip your hand in the air. We just want to celebrate.
celebrate the hires so that they know, oh, I need to talk to them about some things. Come on. Hopefully it's encouragement. <laughs> and listen, and anyone who gives, anyone who's been a giver, a contributor, uh, you sow your tithes faithfully and you give. Come on, we celebrate you right now. This does not happen. Our online experience does not get ministered to without those types of things as well as so many more. And so um, we want to give you a bit of an end-of-the-year state of the church. We try to do it at our birthday because we've had enough time to compile the stats. In fact, put that QR code up there on the screen. Um, right now, if you're in person and you open your camera and point it at this, we have a digital booklet that we have prepared for you with all the stats and probably more than you could ask for. It is such an encouragement. I would encourage you to pass it on even to people that you would like to show it to. If you're online and you're like looking on your device and you don't know how to use that QR code, you can go to our website, liftsby.com, click on the menu give, and then 2020 annual report. I want to share with you just a few things. Hopefully you've got it pulled up on your phone. If not, it'll show up on the side right here. Go ahead and put that up there so that we can see that. Here's just a few things I, I want to celebrate. 423 decisions have been made for Jesus Christ to become number one in people's lives. Come on. I am so excited about that. That's since our launch. 178 Dream Teamers have served. That's 178 people volunteering. We are so grateful for them. Over 200 people are in small groups. That's amazing. I am so pumped about Small Group Sunday because here's a secret. You want to grow closer with God, you need to get in a small group. Don't do life alone. Grow with others. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. We got to get in circles. We believe life is better in circles than in rows. So we're grateful you're here in rows on Sunday, but let's get in circles in living rooms and, and places. And then finally, we have helped launch 57 churches just last year. And, and, and you're like, Pastor Drew, how have we done that? Well, our church launched two years ago. And you may not know this, but it was launched um, with the help of so many local people, other who have gave generously financially, also uh, friend churches that have given, but also an association that we're a part of called ARC, the Association of Related Churches. And here's what they asked. We will put $50,000 into helping you launch uh, your ministry if you pass certain criteria. They, they, my wife and I spent five stages throughout with them testing all along the way and then they said here's our only ask would you in turn give five thousand dollars to help uh, i'm sorry i should have said fifty thousand dollars okay i didn't mean five they gave us fifty thousand dollars to launch they said in turn would you give fifty thousand dollars to help the next churches launch and we said we would happily do that do you know that in the next three months, we will have paid forward in full $50,000 to help launch churches, and it is so exciting to be a part of something that's not just happening here, but as well uh, throughout our nation that, you know, I believe you're going to have your name written on that testimony one day. We're all going to find out. In case you wanted to know, uh, after our end-of-the-year surplus and our legacy offering, put that next slide up there. Our savings towards a future financial facility has gone from the last time I showed you, it was 52,000. It is now bumped up to 82,000. We are 33% of the way to, to the amount that we would 
entertain talking to a bank. $250,000 doesn't build a, a facility nowadays, but it gets you in the ballpark to talk to the banks about the future, okay? And we want to be good stewards so that when the right time comes, we are able to say yes without putting the church in some sort of financial distress. My promise to you is we will not grow, we will not outgrow your giving. We are not going to put ourselves in a place where it is now taxing and it is difficult. So I am so excited about that. And here is maybe uh, one of the things that we should celebrate the most. Um, Aaron, come on, step out from over there. Next month, we are going to be ordaining and licensing Aaron as another pastor at Live Church. Give him the, give him the, 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 the hand wave right there because Aaron has been a fantastic member of our core team, and uh, we're so grateful to have him along with uh, Pastor JC and I uh, on the pastoral uh, team here. So come on, is that enough good news? Is that enough good news? The church is what God said. The church, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In Jesus' name, we praise you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Thank you so much, Jordy, for playing. Let's, let's open our word right now and get into some scripture. I want to encourage you, no matter where you are on this snowy day, I want to encourage you, if you've got your Bible, open it up to Mark chapter 8. We have so many people who enjoy using a, a digital Bible in the movie theater. We know it's darker, but if you bring the leather bound, I'm cool with that too. I love that. I, I love getting into the paper, and mine's got the gold edges. That means I'm extra special, right? No. Not, not really, but anyway, uh, um, I want to encourage you, open your Bible to Mark chapter 8, be a note taker, you know, you, you know, flip back and forth on your smart device from the Bible to the notes section, or, or take screenshots and hit edit, mark up and highlight things, circle things, and take notes, because I don't believe the Word of God is meant to happen for about 30 minutes on a Sunday, and then we'll pick it back up next Sunday. I believe it's an ever-living word, supposed to live in our hearts. And so chew on this later today. Chew on it tomorrow morning. Chew on it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think I got all the days. It says this in Mark chapter 8 out of the New Living Translation. Um, when they arrived at Bethsaida, who is they? They is Jesus and his posse. Jesus and the boys, Jesus and the disciples, they're rolling around and they are discovering who Jesus is along the way. And I, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I, I think some people needed to hear that. Sometimes you will learn who Jesus is along the way. All right? Come on, things get clear along the way. I'm going to let that sit there, all right? When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people, say some people, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and, and they begged him to touch the man and to heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village, and then spitting on the man's eyes, somebody say, ooh, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? Can you see anything now? And the man looked around, and he said, yes, he said, but, but I see people, but, but I, I don't see them very clearly, they look like trees walking around and then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again somebody said do it again come on do it again and his eyes were opened his sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly somebody's saying I can see clearly now the 
Okay, we got a few people helping a brother out. Come on. I, I need you singing. I need you singing with me. You don't have to have a skill level above six. This brother does not. All right? So I, if I have no excuse, you've got no excuse, right? Sing, sing along with me. I want to read one more scripture and just kind of lay it there as a foundation for this message. Daniel chapter seven, uh, chapter 10, verse 7. It is not related to this story, but we're going to see it's tied together. He says, only I, Daniel, just me, only I saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing. The men with me saw nothing, only I saw it. I want to preach a message this morning called A Vision for Lift. I'm not talking about the church lift. I'm talking about your personal life lift, a vision for a lift in your life, and a vision for a lift in the city that we serve. Father, I pray, just like the blind man's eyes, that no matter where we are in this place, I pray that you would open our eyes to see what you want us to see. That we would all become Daniels who say, I, I saw it, I saw it. Maybe the people around me missed it, but I saw it. So Father, we want to see what you are seeing. Give us this day our daily bread. Deliver us from evil. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen. You know, this blind man, blind man at Bethsaida has a problem. He is evidently blind, yet he is standing in the presence of Jesus. So close, yet so far. So near, yet missing the details, missing the clarity. Oh, I've got some sort of revelation that you must be a special person, for my friends have brought me to you. Maybe you were brought to church this morning, and you're like, I don't really know why I'm here, but my family members and my friends said, there's a special person I need to meet here, and his name's not Pastor Drew, his name is Jesus Christ. So the blind man is so close, yet he cannot see at all. And, and um, I, I know that we have met people like that before who are maybe blind to the things God's doing. I, I don't hold it against them because I was blind once too. I think it would be a little bit arrogant or cocky to, 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 take a, to laugh at someone or, or to take a position of, of chuckling at someone who doesn't quite get it because I know for 20 years I didn't quite get it either. Oh, I might have been in church, and I might have thought I was connecting with God in prayer, and I might have thought I understood who God was, but there was a moment where my eyes were opened, and I said, I can see clearly now. Uh, forgive me, Lord, I had no idea how blind I was. You know, there were three phases this blind man clearly uh, uh, went through. He, he had a moment as the beginning of the story where he would have to say, I see nothing. Everyone say nothing. Then he had a moment halfway through where he said, I see something. Everyone say something. And then finally Jesus touched him again and he said, I could see everything. Say everything. There's a nothing, there's a something, there's an everything kind of phase in our walk with God. Every single one of us is on this spectrum at some point. My hope is that the Holy Spirit would reveal to you today, where are you on this spectrum? I see nothing. I see something. I see everything. You know, um, as I got my, um, as I came to the Lord, I was in 
uh, music, and I played in a touring band. I played a lot of music, but I also did a lot of lighting. And so when I gave my life to the Lord, um, I started uh, doing things like uh, lighting for the church and sound for the church. And some people would say, I'm not really sure why we need all of that. But um, I, I would say this, that our hope is that it is not distracting to the main point. The main point is that Jesus is the Lord of all. But at the same time, we are trying to reach a generation of people who are often so distracted by other things that, you know, we live in such a quick society that if uh, a commercial comes on. My kids are now at the point where they cannot handle longer than 45 seconds of commercial. You know, you, you didn't DVR this thing. Come on, somebody fast forward. It wasn't DVR. We're watching it on demand. We are at the mercy of the commercial. How many of you pulled up the YouTube video and you're like, come on, commercial. <laughs> We're so bothered. We're so bothered by things that will actually leave a good thing if, if, if we're not engaged. And so um, our only hope is that it keeps you engaged until you see the main thing, until you clearly see it. And so um, uh, there, there, this light fixture right now is actually on. I don't know if you can see the rings around it. Um, it's on. It has the ability to light things up. It's super hot. I can actually see the heat waves coming right here. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and. Get myself on this snowy day ready for that. But um, um, it is seeing, it is projecting no light whatsoever. This is a lot like the blind man was in the sense that he has eyes. He, he, he has all, all the receptors needed to be able to see. He, he's a human being. It doesn't say that he, he was socketless or anything like that. He has the potential. He just does not see. Something's not quite firing right and he doesn't see even though he's in the presence of God just how much he needs God now I don't know if you can identify with this but I went through a period of my life where I did not I, I might have said church is great but if I, I can hit or miss you know as long as I make it once or twice uh, a month I'm I'm a good person as long as I do good things I am in a good category with God I I, I I, I remember driving around one time doing snow removal with, with a, 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 um, a man my age who, who played soccer with me. And I always use moments like that for discipleship. You and me are locked up in a, in a vehicle for the next eight hours as we remove snow. Guess what we're going to talk about at some point? <laughs> we're going to talk about Jesus. Not first. Come on, you scare people when you talk. Hey, on hour one, let's talk about Jesus. No, 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 you got to work it in there. Yeah, where you? How's your wife doing? Yeah, all right, all right. How's the job going? Okay, and then you find the opportunity to talk about Jesus. And so we we were we were talking about him, and he said, "Listen, I believe God's real. I just don't see the need for him at the very moment. I don't mean to sound uh, disrespectful, or I don't mean to be rude. I just I believe he's real. But like, why do I need to pursue him? Why do I need to? Uh, he's there." And I said, "You will encounter that one." I don't know when it is, but here's my number. I want you to find me on that day. I don't know if you've had people like that before. At, at the moment, he still has not made that decision. But do you know, I have had, I've had more than, 12, more than a dozen people who have called me. I don't know, sometimes it's a month later, sometimes it's six months later, sometimes it's four years later, and someone calls and just said, okay, now I see it. 
I need some Jesus. I, I, I need to have what you have. I need to get a little bit closer. And, and there are people who are walking around who say, I cannot see God. I don't really get the point. I don't see why you spend so much time there at the church. I can't see how Jesus is for me. And John 9, 39, Jesus told people this. He said, I entered the world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind. And to show those who think that they see that actually you ain't seen nothing yet. Tell your neighbor, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Boy, I grew up in a Christian church, but I hadn't seen anything yet until the Lord touched me at 20 years old. I went, yes, he was there for me the whole time. I was so blind to it. I missed it. For so long, forgive me, Lord. But how many people are in our lives walking around with no light, no hope? That means there's like no compass. Can you remember if you've seen the light, if you see things clearly or even something fuzzy? Can you remember a period of time where you were just clueless and yet you thought, I, I, I'm just kind of, it's like wandering around in the dark. I don't know if I'm headed the right way or not. I don't know if I'm dating the right person or not. I don't know if I'm accepting the right position or not. I don't know if I'm treating people the right way or not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to be a good person. Isn't it so exhausting to be a good person? Because you fail at being a good person. We all say, I'm a good person until you get cut off. Driving in your car, I'm no good person right now. You, you should be a better person and not do that, especially during the snow. And then you got some people who during the snow going, why are we driving so slow? Come on. Listen, you lose your goodness periodically, quickly, frequently. Right? And so... We, we get tired of walking around in the dark, no moral compass whatsoever, no orientation in life. And then the Bible says that this man, he, he, he had Jesus touch his life, and then all of a sudden, oh, I see, I see something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that is. Is that like abstract art? Come on, like I'm wandering around the gallery with my wife going, oh, yeah, I love it. That's awesome. It's just so profound. And then you're looking at the moderator go, what is that? <laughs> what, 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 yes, this is awesome. Don't you see the beauty of this thing? And, and could you imagine if the blind man had a half-gratitude position where he went, oh, I see some sort of light. I see figures. Thank you, Jesus. This is good enough. Come on, I talked to you last week about this idea of it would be prideful or arrogant to say, that's good enough. I can take it from here. No, brother, you still aren't seeing things clearly. Oh, we have made some progress. We are going somewhere, but I don't quite understand things just yet. I can see some things, but most of it is unclear to me. Come on. I wonder, you're legally blind if you're 2,200, okay? Some people have registered registered 2400 we know that seeing perfectly is 2020 vision so imagine this man sees 2400 he probably didn't even see that well he probably saw nothing since he was blind for so long but imagine if he was 2400 on the scale and then he ended up at 2080 measuring 2080 and he told the eye doctors that's good enough would you go to an eye doctor and say i can't see anything and then they put glasses on you, you see 2080, and you go, wow, I'll settle for this. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's 
that an E? Is that a square rectangle? Is that a C? Why you got to make G's and E's look the same? You know, a G's supposed to be rounded. It doesn't need to be boxy. Come on, you're just trying to trip me up. You got C's, G's, and E's all looking the same. And F, I'm not going to talk about F. You know, listen, what if you said, that's close enough? Would any of y'all want that person driving next to you, <laughs> cutting you off? Right? That's why that brother just cut me off. He's, he's 2080. <laughs> no. Why wouldn't you, if you're sitting in the doctor's office, ask for 2020? And can I ask you, have you stopped in your Christian walk with God? You say, oh, I see some things. Like, I now see why the church is there, or, or I now see why Jesus came, but now I don't get this, and I don't get that, and there's a lot of things that I don't quite understand. Oh, I'm really good about posting about it on social media, and I'm really good about ranting about it. And sometimes we have talked about things we have no idea what we're talking about because we see something, but we, we don't realize I'm not really sure what that is, but we act like we've become a modern-day expert, you know? I wonder if this wasn't a test of how much do you want? Like, why didn't Jesus heal him the first time? Why didn't he go all the way? I wonder, I can't prove this, I wonder if he wasn't just going, will you settle for a half measure? Will you settle for religion? I've got a form of godliness I've just denied going the whole way with the power. And so I've settled for attendance. I've settled for trying to be a better person towards my spouse. And listen, I think that's fantastic. I just want to tell you that the blind man would have been a little bit silly to go, that's good enough. I don't need any more of that. Thank you for what you've done. I'll be fine with you now. You're standing with the healed. The Bible says this, that, they will appear to have a godly life, but they will not let its power change them. Stay away from such people. You know, are you, are you living off of yesterday's touch? Are you living off of last year's word from God? Oh, I got a word. And, 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 but, but I haven't had a word in, in, in three years. I haven't, I haven't had a personal. Are you living on, on yesterday's devotional? Or are you saying today, give us today? my daily bread. The Israelites learned when they left Egypt that God will provide manna for them six days. Don't you dare on a Tuesday try to store up enough manna so that you can be lazy on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Go ahead and try it. The Bible says that when they tried it, their manna spoiled because you got to pursue him daily. You don't pack it in and go, Tuesday, I got enough for the rest of the week. Woo! <laughs> Come on. We eat leftovers tomorrow. And all the kids grumbled, leftovers? Yeah, we eat leftovers until you realize leftovers spoil. You got to throw away some food and go today to daily bread. The Bible says that he was only seeing something. He went from nothing to something, but then the Bible says that Jesus touched him again, and then all of a sudden he could see everything. I had no idea what I was looking at. I, I, I had no idea. I couldn't see the texture of your beard. I couldn't, I couldn't see the length of your hair. Oh, I could smell you for I was near you, but, but I couldn't see the shape of your eyes. I couldn't see the hue in your eyes. I couldn't see the love in your eyes. I couldn't see you clearly. Oh, but there comes a point, and if you have not been there yet, you need to seek for it. Then you say, Jesus, touch me again, for I think I have seen nothing, and I think I have seen something, but I don't want to settle for 20. 2080 vision.
vision. I want to step into the clarity where I see everything. I see the details. I see the love. I see the compassion. I see how you're moving me. I see how you're shaping me. I see what you're doing right now. I see what you're doing in my family. I see what you're doing in my city. I want to be a part of that. You start saying, wow, look at how God's been. He's been protecting me. He's been there for me. You now realize what I have got. I have got to give. Now I see why I, I've got to start giving of my tithes and offerings. I've got to start serving. I have got to be baptized. I believe that's what the people who gave their life to the Lord and got baptized today said. I now see. I've got to be baptized. I love the story that Philip in Acts 8 just hops into the vehicle. He starts rolling around with a eunuch who's just driving around. Read in the book of Isaiah. Have you ever read your Bible, opened your Bible because your pastor told you to read your Bible? You open it up and you say, I don't know exactly what I'm reading. You're in good you're in good company because this eunuch was rolling around in his in his vehicle. He was rolling around in his cart, and it says he was reading the book of Isaiah, and he was like, "How uh, 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 God told Philip, go talk to this man and to speak to him right where he's at." Philip says, "Can I come in?" They start rolling around together. They're in a ride together, and all of a sudden, Philip says, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And I think he said, "I see something. I just don't see everything." In fact, he said this, how could anybody understand these words unless they have someone explain it to them? And then Philip told him the good news about Jesus. He opened his eyes. He gave him clarity on who the scripture was talking about. And it says, as they rode alone, uh, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And he ordered the carriage, stop right here. That's the kind of, oh my goodness. I see it now. I've got to be baptized. There's some water. Come on. Can opener, right? That would be awesome. Kill myself, right? Take me to the hospital right after that. <laughs> Listen, when you see it, you go, oh, my goodness, just how good God has been. So what does this mean for Lift Church? I explain what it means for you individually, but what does this mean for Lift Church? Thank you so much, John. You can um, take this down. It says, um, number one, ministering to people who see nothing if we want to if we want to be having a vision for lift we're going to be ministering to people who see nothing you've got family members who see nothing you got family members who uh, i said that you got friends who see nothing maybe you even see nothing you're like i still don't get the point pastor drew just like the people who brought the blind man to jesus we have to be the type of people who says come with me i've got to i've got to take you to a place where you'll be introduced to jesus it could be our church. It could be any church preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It doesn't even have to be in a church. It could be opening up your Bible. It could be uh, maybe even revealing it through a worship song. I don't know. All I know is this. People are blind. I once was blind, but now I see amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Yeah, I know I got blinded, but I still praise him anytime I want to. That's why they don't let me sing. And I'm below a six on the scale. <laughs> Listen, we want to be a church. We want to be a people who shows them he lifts. If you are blind, we want to be a people who shows them he lifts. The blind people said, I got to take you to someone who can lift your sight, who could lift your infirmity, lift your blindness, lift your, 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 your divisions and your separations. I got to take you to a place where you would be able to see. Psalm 40 verse 2 says, 
that God stooped down to lift me out. Say, lift me out. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in. Out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. It says that he was lifting me even when I was a blind man, even when I did not see, even when I was a sinner, Christ still died for me. And that's what we want people to understand, that if I encounter a blind person, if you are listening to me online and you say, Pastor Drew, I don't see any of the point, this is the point I want you to hear today. He's lifting you up anyway. He's not against you. He is for you. He is unconditionally in love with you. He has not started hating you, and he has not given up on you. He is fascinated with you. And he's encouraging you, even in this moment. Come. Come. We want you to understand more than anything else. Our God is still lifting you up. He died for people who spat in his face. I don't think he's done worse than that. It says this, um, it, it, my wife alluded th to this, I have learned of four people who gave up on church, who have never been to church in their life, who are now calling Lift Church home. Just in the last two weeks, I have found four people. So would you come on right now and help me welcome them home. Welcome home. You have found a home. This is your home. Do life with us. Join us. But you know, that doesn't happen without people who have already said, I once was blind, but now I see. And because I see, I'm going to move a speaker and I'm going to set it up. I'm going to sing a few musical notes. I'm going to teach your children about the love of Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to lead a small group where you can learn more about this love. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stand by in security and make sure everybody is safe so that when they come, they will have nothing on their mind except for just being identified with the I love being a part of a church where some people, I understand, it is okay to be blinded. I hope you feel no judgment if you walk in here and go, I ain't got a clue what's going on. <laughs> Welcome home. You're not judged by me and you're not by, judged by us. I believe that God is going to begin to open your eyes. Number two, people who see something, people who see fuzzy. They say, I'm starting to like church. I'm getting it a little bit. You know, I was working out one rainy day morning, and I, I was exhausted, and so I laid down after the workout, and I was looking out my window, and, and the rain was hitting the window in such a way that I could see everything outside of it, but it was through a distorted image. And maybe you've been hurt before in church. Or maybe you've been sold the wrong package that wasn't exactly biblical before by people who said they were Christians and didn't live it outright. Or people who have done wrong by you. And, 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 and so you say, I, I, I can see out, but things are distorted. Things are fuzzy for me. You know, I, I, I want to tell you, God doesn't want to stop you there. I want you to realize that God wants to bring clarity to your sight. And I believe small groups is the best place to iron those out because iron sharpens iron, according to the Bible. Before you leave, would you join a small group? In fact, you can do it online the moment this is done. Shop online for a small group that works for you. Um, uh, women, men, older, younger, mixed, hybrid, online, in person, uh, both. 
you can find something that works for you. Um, and I, I hope that you will do that. He says, we want to teach them the I live lifestyle. This is what we want to do for the people to keep us. And I'm, I'm closing up. Come, come on up here. Uh, if, I, if I encounter someone who sees something but not everything, I want, I want, to, I want to teach them the I live lifestyle. Luke 17, 14 says, when Jesus saw 10 lepers, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Say, Pastor Drew, I don't know if I want to go to church tomorrow morning, but as I went, I learned some things. I don't know about that 21 days of prayer, but as I joined, I learned some things. I don't know where to read in my Bible, but as I read, I learned some things. I, I, I don't know about small groups, but as I attended, I, I gained some things. See, the, the, the clarity is coming as I learn to be a lifter myself. I am just going to start lifting the one who has been lifting me up, and as I do that, oh my eyes are starting to see clearly now my eyes are starting to see the goodness of the lord finally it says this people who see clearly what do we want at lift church what does this mean for lift church if you see clearly this is that i've got to be a part of it it's the i see what you're doing and i see how it touches my friends then we want them to join us as we lift if you're seeing clearly, we want you to join us as we lift. You make a difference. You're a part of the church. The Bible says that Jesus is the cornerstone, and the people are the building stones that are centered around him. Bring your bricks. I, I, I love it. I, I, I see Daria up there. You know what her brick is? There are so many bricks that she brings. She brings good coffee. Praise the Lord. I'm happy to be here on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I see Cheryl right here. You know what her brick is? She is an incredible prayer warrior, but your smile is one of my favorite bricks in the church. We're better because of your smile. The devil's got to go and COVID's got to go so I can see it again. Come on. In Jesus' name. Come on. Uh, Aubrey and her team. Oh, my goodness, if you have not met Luke, who, who leads in our children's ministry, that brother is such a brick in the church teaching your kids to fall in love with Jesus Christ. I love meeting people who got different bricks. Shelton, you got a brick, man. You, you can light it up singing. And I can stand in my seat going, I can do that. Some people, no, you can't. I, no, I can't. I can't, but I appreciate that brick. Jordy, you're... You can't even hear me right now, can you? <laughs> Get your in-ears in, man. You are such a blessing in our church. Just, just a brick. Bringing your gifts right now. Dee Dee, oh, I see you right behind this camera right here. I was using your long name, but you just gave me permission to use your short name. Dee Dee, you're, you're a brick in this house. And I'm so grateful that what you do, just bringing your media gifts or helping people right now, get a lifted life through the greatest lifted life, Jesus Christ. See, there were people who saw nothing, something, everything. We want to be a church where he lifts, I lift, we lift. This is what we're trying to do at Lift Church. Help people understand he's lifting you up. You should be a lifter too. 
Let's link arms and not just go to church on Sunday. Let's go love on the city until they go from I see nothing to I'm starting to see some things. I see everything. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the people who recorded this so that we could see that we don't need to feel condemnation if we're only halfway along the line. For even those of us who see clearly have not arrived at our destination, for we will be walking in ever-present greater clarity and revelation the rest of our lives. We don't arrive at this. So there's no condemnation for anyone who's anywhere on this list. But I want to thank you that I saw nothing. You took me to a place where I saw something for three months before you touched me to a point where I went, oh, I see, I see everything. I pray your Holy Spirit would hover over this room and everybody who's listening online, that you would touch people to see everything.